been the last several weeks, God has put together about faith, about trusting him in the darkness, about focusing on God, coming to the, this morning to see the awe of God and and all of this comes into play in the very, very important aspect of prayer. You may have heard people say, you just need to pray believing. Well, believing what? Is it just stirring up, I, I think it will, I think it will, I think it will. Yeah, I know it will, I know it will. And, and we've all been probably in situations where we prayed about something and we convinced ourselves that God was going to do this and God didn't do it and our prayer life took a hit. And, and we thought, what is going on? I, I really believed. Well, God talks a lot about believing and, and in John chapter 14, beginning in verse 12, Jesus had been teaching them, and he said, If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And he said, Most assuredly, I say to you, verse 12 of John 14, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. We could look at that and grab that out of there and say, man, whatever I ask, and there's some people that teach this, whatever I ask in Jesus' name, attach that on the end of it, it's going to happen. Well, there's really great, great misunderstanding in in understanding this, these truths, in understanding God, in understanding the purpose of prayer. And it is important for us to understand that what we believe about God will drastically affect our prayer life. If, for example, I believe God is not active in the world today, well, that will affect my prayer life. If I've come through some hard things in life and I, I believe, you know, I don't know that God really cares about me. If I believe that, it's going to affect my prayer life. Why would I want to go to him that, that doesn't care about me? If I believe God is punishing me, that's going to affect my prayer life. If I believe God does what he wants any old way and Why should I even pray? That will affect our prayer life. On the other hand, if we believe that God is good all the time, that will affect our prayer life. If we believe that he is near me, he is indwelling me, he is at work in me, he has begun a good work in me, and he will perform that, if I believe that, it will affect my prayer life. If I truly believe that God personally loves me, that will affect my prayer life. If I believe God does all things well, that as well will affect my prayer life. 
prayer is one of the grounds that is a very intense battleground because Satan knows the power that there is in prayer and he wants to keep us from it. And many times we fail to understand the purposes of prayer. And and you may have heard various aspects in prayer. It's for confession of sin and praise and making requests, supplications and intercessions. And, and yes, all of those, but it's not just like it's a... Um, Okay, I go and do this. I go and do this. The first purpose of prayer is fellowship. It is it is to come to the Father. It is to fellowship. Christ redeemed us to restore us to fellowship with God. Now, part of this for fellowship, it involves confession of sin. Because sin separates that fellowship. It it puts a wedge in there. So it it does it does involve confession of sin. And part of it does this fellowship. If we're if we're in getting to know God and in awe of God, we will enter into his gates with praise. It will involve praise. It will about involve thanksgiving that we truly can. God, I am thankful not just for what you've done. I'm thankful that I can rest in the promises of God. What he has promised, I'm resting in that. God, I'm thankful for what you have promised, and I'm thankful for what you have done. See, <clears throat> fellowship is a whole different thing than going to God and begging and begging and begging. I don't know if you've ever been at that point in your life where you felt like, my prayer life is just going to God. God, would you do this? God, would you do this? And begging, God, please, here's a good reason why you should do this. And, and we like we give reasons. And, and I've been there in my life. And, and it, it's, it's, not a, it's not a thing that you um, really rest in. It's, it's a, a thing that can, can really wear you out. Are we begging God and saying, please, 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 instead of saying thank you as we rest in the promises of God? I've been there in my life. God, please direct me. Please direct me. What did he promise that he would do? He gave the Spirit to guide us into truth. I ought to be saying, God, thank you that your Spirit has been given to guide me into truth. And you know I need that guidance in this area. And I thank you that your spirit is going. Do you you see the difference in that? I'm not saying, I don't want to get straining a gnat and swallow a camel. But I've seen it in my own life of resting. What is it that God has promised? God, I thank you that you said if I lack wisdom, I can ask of you and you will give it. And I want to thank you that you are going to give wisdom in this. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I'm I'm but sometimes we're we're not enjoying the fellowship with him. We're Do you enjoy being with the Father? 
I mean, do you enjoy his presence? It's not just, I need this, I need this, I need this. We'll get to that. That's a part of prayer. But do you enjoy his presence? Do you enjoy going to him and, and thanking him and praising him and, <clears throat> and resting in him and recounting what he's done in your life and rejoicing in? This is, we were made to fellowship with God, and this is really a very, very important part. And and we need, as we come to enjoy that fellowship, we will stand in awe to think that I can come to God Almighty and talk to Him and, and sit down and have fellowship with Him. So one of the purposes of prayer is fellowship. Another purpose of prayer is comfort. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. This morning in the parenting class, it it reminded us and urged us that there's times you get frustrated, and that's a, that's a signal that, that we ought to run to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. There is great comfort in running to the Father. And there are times that it doesn't change any of the circumstances, but it changes our heart. When we go to the Father, and and think of it, any parent loves to, to comfort a hurting child. And God the Father loves to comfort us. He wants our fellowship. He wants to comfort us and minister in our life. And and a third purpose of prayer, it is for requests. It is to make requests. It is, um, here, this is a job that God has given you to do. So you're submitting a supply requisition. God, you have called me to be a parent to these children I need your supplies. I need your grace. I need your mercy. God, whatever it is, God, you've called me to this job. You've called me to teach this. You've called me to come help this neighbor. Now, give me the strength. And it is making requests. Making requests to get the job done that God has given us to do. And God loves He loves to see us come. We're working on what he wants, doing what he wants. He loves to supply. What kind of boss would it be that that gives you a job and then doesn't withholds the supplies to get the job done? It is making requests. And um, it is interceding for others. But, you know, Going back, sometimes our requests are are asking for something that he's already done. And again, I've prayed this, God be with me. And I don't want you to get so hung up about words, but do you realize God promised that he'll never leave you nor forsake you? To say, God, I thank you that you are with me. And resting in that. Um, 
you know, a, a child that has hold of his father or mother's hand, his father, for example, you know, and maybe going into a situation the child's uncomfortable, the child doesn't keep saying, Daddy, be with me, Daddy, be with me, Daddy, be with me. He knows Daddy's with him or Mommy. Sometimes we forget that God is right here. The Spirit of God dwells within us. And to rest in it and say, God, thank you that you are with me. And Lord, you know in this situation, this is what I need. Or as we're interceding for others, God, I just want to lift my brother or sister before you. Or God, I pray for my neighbor that doesn't know you. I pray that you would open their heart. I pray that you would open heaven and pour out your riches on them. But to think about prayer, fellowship with God, an opportunity for God to comfort and for us to make requests. And all of those come into the fellowship aspect with God. But as I was thinking of this, I just thought questions that we need to ask ourselves about our prayers. And these overlap to a certain degree, but I have found it is really, really good to have introspection, to self-examine ourselves. Number one, is this a selfish prayer? Why am I asking God to do this? You know, and to ask God, God, is this motivated by self? You can, we can, I have rationalized some good prayers that were selfishly motivated, but I've rationalized them into, oh, this is a good thing, God. I mean, I want my kid to be good so that I don't look bad. Is that really the reason? I mean, and to really get down and ask God, God, show me. And when God knows when we seriously come to him and ask him to show us, God patiently starts peeling away. And that's what we want because he said in James, we ask and receive not because we ask it to consume it upon our own lust. We're asking selfishly. Then to ask, is it according to God's will? To pray effectively, you must be a theologian. I didn't say you have to go to seminary. Theologian means one who studies God. So every believer should be a theologian. And we should, to pray effectively, we need to know his heart. To know what he likes and what he dislikes. To know his will in the revealed area, especially, and then, and then to rest in God and wait <coughs> on God's direction. But we really need, we need to study God. We need to come to stand in awe of God and, and his character and his nature. And, you know, many times we may be asking God things that He's really not, he's really not for. If we don't know God, you can't separate prayer life 
from Bible reading, from walk with God, from it. None of the aspects of the Christian life stand alone. They are, they're all intertwined. And that's why it's so important that Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. The more we know him, the more we'll enjoy his fellowship, the more we'll know his will. Number three, will this glorify God? Our whole purpose for living is to the praise of his glory. Will it glorify God? Number four, is it vain repetition? This is something that I have to fight, and and it's so easy to develop, where we just punch the button for prayer for the food, punch the button for prayer for uh, us as we take off on a trip, punch the button for prayer for the offering, punch the button for this or that, and it just it's just we're praying it. It's coming out of our mouth, but it's not connected to our heart. Is this just vain repetition? Am I? And, and you know, we think of other religions that repeat their prayers. It's easy for us to do the same thing. Is this just, is this really coming from my heart? Think about it. And, and periodically I will write out a prayer to God to make me think, to make me not just go through the motions, to make me read it, I'll write it out like a letter to God, <clears throat> and then I'll read it to God. To help me be active in my prayers, to help me to be there. There's no merit just in repeating prayers. It isn't like, okay, God says, okay, move on. You did, you said your prayers, good for you, go on. He wants our fellowship. If you had a relationship with a husband and wife that every night they just showed up, well, today was a good day, hope you had a good day, hope tomorrow's a good day, and went every night, same thing, same thing, same whatever it is, not just that, same thing, same thing, you'd say, I didn't marry a robot. You want a relationship. God wants a relationship with us. And he doesn't want just prayers spewed out with the church lingo, so to speak. He wants our heart. And then to ask yourself, why am I asking this? And that kind of goes back again, checking the motive. Is this selfish? But why am I asking God this? I, you know, I think sometimes we pray, 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 pray prayers Pray prayers that God says, well, I know it. He says, no, you get up and go do something. Remember when the Israelites were praying, why did we go get defeated? And he said, get up and quit praying. Go deal with the sin. I can still remember in in Bible college, a kid said, pray that I would get a job. And I said, where have you applied? I haven't applied anywhere. I thought, I am not praying for you. I'm going to pray you get off your duff and go apply. You know, like God's going to just, I mean, why am I asking? There's things we need to do. God's not just going to drop things. God, why am I asking God to do this? Because I'm afraid to 
to step in here and deal with this? Why am I asking? And there may be good reasons that you're asking, and that's good. But it purifies our thoughts and our motives and and our heart's desires. But I want to encourage you, as you come to view the awe of God and and make that, as we challenge you this morning, make that a prayer of your heart. God, open my eyes that I may see the awe of you around me and in me and in other people. And open my mind to remember the awe of the things that you have done. As we see the awe of God, we ought to have a great, even greater desire for his fellowship. And that's through prayer. Through the reading of the word and through prayer. This isn't anything new. We all know it. But those are the two legs that the Christian life stands on. Fellowship with God, the word of God, and prayer. And examine your life. Ask yourself, have you become cynical in your prayer life and and it doesn't matter? That reflects more on what you believe about God than it does upon God. And the reality is of rebuilding and reestablishing. You're coming into family camp next week in the fall and we fall into our fall schedules, which are a good thing. How can you rearrange your schedule to see the awe of God, to increase your fellowship with God through prayer and his word? And that's really what it is. Prayer is really an evidence of what we believe about God. What do I really believe about God, and can I rest in him? Heavenly Father, (coughs) I pray that you would, as the disciples prayed, teach us to pray. And Lord, in doing that, I'm asking that you would teach us about you. And I know that you will if we have a desire to draw near to you. Lord, thank you for the promise incredible promise that you said, if we will draw near to you, you will draw near to us. Lord, that that is mind-boggling to think of that, that you, the creator, the sustainer of the entire universe, from every detail to the ants to the solar system, every aspect, you are the designer and, and sustainer. And you want fellowship with us as individuals. Lord, for that one here tonight that may be thinking and believing the devil's lie, God doesn't want to have anything to do with me. I've failed so miserably. Lord, remind them of your love and may they run to your heart. For that one that may be going through a very difficult time and in great need of comfort and your love, Lord, may they run to your heart in prayer. And then, Lord, may we effectively make requests and intercede on behalf of others, and may we see, as a result, the mighty workings of you. 
that we could stand in awe and say, this is God's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. Lord, we lift Kim and Jamie before you as they'll be leaving Saturday to go to the Philippines. And I just ask that they would have a, a peace that would rule in their hearts as they travel, as they go to a new country, new culture. And Lord, may you fill them with your presence and the fruit of your spirit that they would be a blessing to everyone that they come in contact with. Lord, I pray that that their hearts would be molded and shaped by this trip and that they would see your face in a clear manner and and to be able to be in awe of you and the work of you. Lord, use them mightily, we pray. And then, Lord, we do pray for family camp. I pray that you'd be with the Scheibners as they come that you would would grant them wisdom exactly to know what you want them to speak. And then, Lord, that you'd give them a freshness in their walk with you. May their fellowship with you be sweet. May it be contagious to each of us. I pray that throughout the entire camp, we would be sensitive to your spirit on our discussions with one another, who to talk to, that we truly would be the body that you want us to be and that you would be glorified through that. Lord, we desire to bring glory to you. We know we can't do it in and of ourselves, but Lord, we know whatever you've called us to do, you will do it through us as we submit to you. So thank you, Lord that we can rest in the truth that you've begun a good work in us and you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. May that encourage us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.